You had some veterans last year that you can lean on, and, and this year obviously changing a lot of faces and a lot of spots. And I mean, yeah. does it feel like you've gone through three seasons in one here? <laughs> you know, uh, Coach and I have spent many a late night you know, trying to find the right combination. And you're exactly right. We lost three really, really quality offensive linemen last year. And, and I think I made the comment in the spring and then again in the preseason uh, that I really like these guys. They really work hard and they really study hard and they really dedicate themselves to, uh, to trying to get better. Um, you know, you just, you just can't make up for experience. Um, and, and that's something that we've been searching for. You know, we, we've had some guys that have been banged up and, and have been able to come back. You know, it's great to have Riley Spencer back, even though here's a guy that really hasn't played much because of injuries throughout his career. But, you know, he's a guy with some kind of experience. He's been around. So he, he's, been, he's been a pleasant surprise of late. So, you know, we've been trying to find the right combination. And, you know, that doesn't usually equate into good offensive line play when you're trying to find the right guys in the right spots. But, you know, it's not from lack of trying from Coach and I, and it's not lack of trying for the players. You know, they've really worked hard. So, um, you know, they're not oblivious to, to you know, the, the, the scrutiny. Uh, I'm not oblivious to scrutiny, just like Coach isn't oblivious to scrutiny. But uh, in, in, in saying that, you know, the one thing that we have done is, we, we, you know, we really have tried to, to find a combination of guys that give us the best chance to win. I asked somebody the other day to just kind of size up the offensive and defensive MVPs, and one of your guys said that Gavin Howard deserved offensive MVP consideration. Do you feel like as much as it's been a, an issue to find that consistency and everything, that, that he's really maybe been one of the more pleasant surprises? Well, he's been a pleasant surprise. I don't know if he gets it's my vote or not. But no, <laughs> no he's been a pleasant surprise. You know, he's a, here's a guy that, you know, really wasn't in the mix in the spring and really wasn't too much in the mix uh, in preseason and, and during the summer. And, and uh, he found himself in a situation where he had to play a position he's never really played before. You know, we, we just have emergency centers. You know, we go out there every day. We have four or five guys that go out there and snap to the quarterbacks. And, you know, they work on their shotgun. They work on their, their underneath uh, uh, center exchange. You know, they make a do with their right hand, make a do with their left hand. They hurt their right hand. you got to have your left hand ready to go. So uh, he's been that guy that, you know, say, hey, yeah, Riley, or, I mean, yeah, uh, Gavin, why don't you come on and, you know, take a couple snaps here just in case. Well, that just in case happened. So, uh, you know, uh, he's, he's been a pleasant surprise. And the one thing is he's a 4.0 student, and he's a student of the game. Uh, so he knows, he knows kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, the offense as well as anybody. And, you know, he's been able to help Montel out a little bit with some certain looks and some certain situations. So, you know, he's done a nice job for us. How do you, how do you, keep, how do you keep these guys motivated? Um, they know the numbers. They, they, they know what's going on. How do you keep them engaged and motivated and, and keep wanting to improve? Well, I, I'll tell you what I told them on, on Sunday. I said, we have a three-game season. You know, we haven't won a, a Big 12 game yet since I've been here, okay? I'd like to win a Big 12 football game. we got a great opportunity this week. And I said, you know, we haven't had, really had a lot of success on the road. There's nothing worse than getting off the, the airplane and walking through that airport in Topeka after a loss. And I'd like to experience walking through that one with a big smile on my face. And then the last thing is, I'd like to win a state championship again. 
you know, the KU, K-State's a state championship. So I'd like to go and win a state championship and, and uh, you know, go on to recruiting and, and, and all that kind of good stuff. So, you know, I think they agreed with that. You know, so it's a three-game season, and that's how we're motivating. Let me say, listen, guys, you know, let's go win a Big 12 game at home. Let's feel good. Let's be able to go out and tailgate with our families, have a smile on our face. Let's walk through the airport in, in Topeka, you know, with, without having to drag our bags and, you know, have our heads down and, and you know, feeling, feeling sorry and feeling, and feeling bad. And then let's go win a state championship. So, you know, that, that's our motivation. And, you know, and, and I actually had the guys write down kind of what their goals were going to be for these next three games. And, and the number one goal for every one of them, hey, let's go win. Let's go win some Big 12 games. And then they also said, let's go win a state championship. So um, they, they bought in, and, and hopefully, hopefully they'll practice that way. Because as offensive linemen, guys, you, 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 can't, you can't have a bad practice. You just can't. You have to go out there, and you got to work every day. And uh, I, I, you guys, we, we've been inconsistent. I'll be the first one to say that. But the one thing that has been inconsistent is the hard work they've tried to do. So I can go, I can get up every morning and walk into this building and feel pretty good about 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 myself because I know that these guys are still trying and nobody's thrown in the towel. And if you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, Hey, you know what? These guys have got pride and they're working hard. Then you're doing your job. Since you've been here, what's been your biggest learning experience? My biggest learning experience? Well, you know, things came easy. Things came easy for me. You know, I went to the Chiefs. We, we just had a rebirth. You know, won a bunch of games in the 90s. You know, was able to go into a, a high school situation where, you know, there wasn't a lot expected from us and, you know, was able to turn that around and all of a sudden win a lot of games. So, you know, it's, you, you, forget, you forget how fun and you forget how hard it is to win a football game. There's a lot of smart people on the other side that are working just as hard as you are to win a football game. So, you know, I think the biggest learning experience with me is that, you know, hey, winning, don't ever take for granted winning. And I guarantee that's something that, that uh, we won't do here anymore because, you know, winning is, 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 uh, is why we do it. It's why I do it. And uh, that, that's why we're, we're trying to get back to that. Coach talked a lot about the schedule this week, almost completely different, you know, trying to do some different things just to break the, the routine of, of what's going on. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it brought back a lot of memories because it's how we practice with the Chiefs. I mean, you know, the offense was up for 12 plays. You know, the defense was up. You know, the offensive coaches were able to, you know, kind of work with the younger guys, which I'm really looking forward to doing. You know, I'm not sure how much coach went into depth, but the one thing that, you know, as in the one thing that, Part of that, you know, what, what, what have you learned? Well, you don't get to work with the younger guys as much during the season because you have those five guys or those six guys you're working with all the time, trying to, trying to get them to be the best they could be and as well prepared as, as they can be. And, you know, you don't get to work with the Joe Gibsons or the Joe Bloomfields as much. You don't, you don't get to work with the Beckmans as much. And, uh, and, and, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, maybe working with those guys a little bit today and watching how they work and, you know, that I'm really looking forward to that. So when, when you talk about, yeah, this is kind of a pro deal, it's, you know, it's, you know you, you'll be able to go and do some things with, with, um, with the younger guys, and I'm really looking forward to that. Have you seen any change in him this week, Coach? I mean, he's, he's, he's got a lot of juice, you know, which um, is good and bad. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, he uh, – he, uh, he, you know, the, the one thing about, about Coach is he, he's, you know, he's going to come in. He's going to be the same guy every, every week. But there's sometimes he's got some more juice. And, and this, this week, and I, and I really, I think he's, I think some of us came in and, 
and uh, and weren't, weren't quite sure what to expect. But you know, the one thing is, is he's he's really excited about about these next three games, and, and so are we. Coach Joe Gibson got a lot of talk for a walk on early on. How's he looked? Have you had a chance to see him progress? Yeah, Kirby. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's he's the real deal now. Yeah, we were really really fortunate for him to decide to walk on here at University of Kansas, and he had a lot of choices, including the other guys across the state. You know, it was really between us, and I reminded him that his his great uncle's on the wall over here. So, you know, that that would be a big disappointment for his family. So I used a little bit of that on him. But, um, but you know, he also grew up in the same parish I grew, uh, that I my kids grew up in, and. And uh, so I've known Joe for a while, and, and the kid works hard, and he's going to be a real good football player. So uh, University of Kansas is going to have a, have, have a player here in the next couple of years at center. I mean, you can't get to a lot of high school games, but uh, you've got two boys in the age going through the playoffs right now. You get to watch them on tape or anything? You know what? I, you know, I don't know if I could say it, but the A-10 varsity deal that they have on, I get to watch them streaming uh, on, on, uh, on, uh, um, on the computer. Which has been great, and uh, yeah, real proud of my my junior son who's playing linebacker, and and my freshman son. You know, just real quick funny story is, uh, you know, he 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 snaps the ball very well. I think that's the main reason he got on the field because he was the only guy who get the ball to quarterback to start out as a freshman. So uh, as the season progressed, I, I kept bringing my centers. I said, "Look at this freshman right here, who's 14 years old, can get the snap to the quarterback, and you guys can't explain that to me." And I uh, showed him it, and that kind of embarrassed him a little bit. But it drove home the point, you know, that that's the most important thing. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's been exciting to watch you know, both of them play. It's, it's, been, a, it's been, uh, been a lot of fun, Curb. Thanks for asking that question. Does the pass blocking change at all when you go from a pocket guy like he to a more mobile quarterback like Yeah, you know, um, when, when, when you got a guy like Montel, when things break down, he can make plays. Um, you know, with Jake, you know, where you're, you're really trying to give him as, as clean of a pocket so that he can have windows to throw the ball. Um, and with, with Montel, I tell the guys, you know, you got to finish everything because you never know where he's going to end up being. So, he, you know, if he scrambles out and he's going over here, he's going over there. And I think Coach mentioned it, the, the old, you know, kind of uh, uh, boy thing. And that, that's him. You know, I coached the guy. Uh, you know, quick story on Montel. He never played quarterback until he was a, a junior in high school. He didn't even play football until he was a sophomore. So his sophomore year, we played him at cornerback. We, uh, we lost Max, Max Shortell, who went out of Minnesota Division One quarterback. We had a senior captain who was supposed to be the quarterback, and, and we, we said, hey, let's take a look at this kid, Montel Cozart. And in the summer, he had an unbelievable summer, and they asked, hey, he said, this is the guy we've got to go with. The very first game he played in was against Blue Valley Northwest. And um, I remember it was the second game we played, and it was a uh, we had a two minute situation, a minute thirty five, no timeouts, drove us down, scored a touchdown. And I said, "There's our quarterback. That's a Division One quarterback, because a guy knows how to make plays." And as this progresses, guys, here over the next four years, you're going to see a guy who knows how to make plays. And and as as coach said, quarterbacks uh, around the league that can make plays win football games. Since you last coached him back at Major, what's the biggest difference you've seen from him? Um, everybody's just as fast as he is now, <laughs> but no, you know, I think, uh, you know, I talked to him after the game. He said, coach, I've never been hit so hard in my whole life. And I said, well, you know, you're not going against a 145 pound guy from uh, Shawnee mission, Kansas. Um, but you know, I, I think 
I think it's maturity. You know, he's, he's had to really learn the game and understand the game more because there's so much that goes into, into, into being a quarterback at this level, starting with the play call to, uh, to getting everything lined up, to getting guys in motion. And now you've got to go through your progression, your reads. And, and then if things break down, you know, the guy who's across from you that's 255 pounds runs a 4-5, and so do you, right? You know, that's not like that in, in, in high school, guys. A guy across from you probably runs a 4-9, you run a 4-5, you're going to beat him to an edge. There's, that doesn't happen as much. So you've got to make your decisions that much quicker. So, uh, you know, Montel, he, he's still learning. But the one thing about Montel, he's a competitor. So he, he's, he's going to... He's going to uh, he's going to make a lot of people happy here in, in Jayhawk land before it's all said and done. Have you been able to be with him much? I know you're busy. He's busy. You guys don't. I find a way to talk to him every day. Okay. Yeah. How about how about Justin? He's, he seems to be still having a transition problem. But have you get to, do you get to communicate with him at all? Yeah. But, you know, Justin's a little bit little little bit different. You know. I'm around the quarterbacks a lot more because obviously working with the offensive line and specifically the centers. Uh, you know, Justin's like a son to me. So, uh, you know, I know when to talk to him, when not to talk to him. And, and uh, he's still working through some things. But, you know, the one thing that Justin's always going to do, he's going to always give you as, as much as he can give you, give you 110%. And, and, and that's what he's, he's been trying to do. Any other Coach, you mentioned you, know, you guys won a lot in the 90s. Just what are your thoughts saying uh, what's going on in Kansas City? I, I love it. Every second of it. Um, it's great. You know, Andy's done a great job of coming in there and changing the culture. And, and uh, it's, it's great to be a Chief fan now. And, you know, it's kind of fun being an ex-Chief again. You know, so, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe if things settle down a little bit, Coach will let me go to a game. That'd be nice.